People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you've arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope, and boy, oh boy, my guest today is Gemma Ziegler, an actor we have seen on great things like Doom Patrol, NCIS, Bones, Ugly Betty, and coming soon, a little show called Westworld What? She's also a singer-songwriter, certified yoga instructor, and that's not all. We had breakfast from Zinc in the Los Angeles Arts District. So let's get ready for something we've never heard before in breakfast because we've got Gemma Ziegler today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All yeah. my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon pancakes Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Hello, hello. Hi, Gemma Ziegler. How are you? I'm doing beautifully today. How are you doing? Excellent. Well, yes. Uh, it's it's you know it's kind of an overcast day in LA, but I kind of like that. I don't know. How do you feel about it when it's like not totally sunny? I think there's something really like mystical when it's misty. You know, it's kind of magical, and I love that. And it's romantic. But by the same token, this has been a really cold winter and a yeah. very rainy winter. So the last two days where it was a bit more chill, it felt a little bit more like sunny yeah. California. I like my soul was craving that. I want to start off talking about Doom Patrol because yeah. one, it's a really cool, crazy show from the DC universe. And two, uh, Matthew Harris just recommended Doom Patrol as one of the shows we should all watch a few episodes back. So now we get to like talk about someone who's worked on the show and done a really crazy, cool part. First of all, what was the audition process for like for Doom Patrol? So it was self-tape as it often is. And the casting directors that cast me in that particular role, very familiar with my work. And when I found out that I had booked the role. I was actually in New York at the time for the premiere of my partner. He had a film okay. out there for HBO, Ollie and Cabot, which has now actually won a Critics' Choice Award, which is very wow, exciting. congrats. Thank you. So at that time, we were out in New York. It was the last thing I was thinking about. Right. I had, you know how it is as an actor, you kind of put it out there. I assumed that I hadn't booked the role because from the breakdown, it seemed like they would have already been shooting it already. And lo and behold, I had to fly out to, or had the opportunity, right. rather, to fly out to Atlanta pretty immediately. Immediately, So we got to go to the premiere of Ali and Cavett and then just straight down to Atlanta. Wow. And it was really amazing. You know, first thing, they had to do a full body cast on me. Yeah. So for a little yeah. context, uh, you played a character called the Scant Queen. Right. Yes, correct. And the scants were, you know, if you guys don't know, Doom Patrol is, uh, you know, it's it's in the DC universe. So there's a lot of supernatural or superhero type things going on. And there are these crazy characters called scants that are pink. Yes. They're all pink. They extract. And you're the queen of the scants. I am the queen. But they extract. <laughs> they make people make bad decisions. 
It's a little bit of a weird thing. They make people make bad decisions, and then the result of that is this Uma jelly that you use. Yes, correct. As your life force, basically. I drink the elixir <laughs> and... <laughs> First of all, who came up with this Uma jelly? That's a great name, Uma jelly. I, I don't know what that means. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, they just loved Uma Thurman, and then just like, let's just make it a thing. I don't know. Doom Patrol, obviously, DC Universe, so it was a comic book first yeah. came from that realm, but things have evolved along the way. It's not like right. exactly true yeah. to the comic right. itself necessarily. And so Eric Deedle was one of the writers on my episode. Yeah. And I would imagine he and the team of other staff yeah. writers probably came up with that. You it's know? one of those names where like, this is a really good name. Yeah. It's not just a normal name. And then it makes you think like, because it is, there are people that have that name. We're like, oh, what was the influence? It makes you really think. Mm. Well, you know, Doom Patrol also is such a, you were alluding to this before. It's such a zany yeah. show in a sense. And so it really provides the opportunity to enjoy the comic realm while going to some really deep places and going to some really far out places. It's it's just, I think zany is the best word for yeah. it. Doom Patrol, in a way, and I don't know if you watch Umbrella Academy, but mm. it reminds me a little bit of that show, but weirder, darker, and wilder than that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's similar. I think if you like Umbrella Academy, you will also like Doom Patrol. It's just slightly different, maybe darker. You're thinking Umbrella Academy is darker or Doom Patrol is darker? I think Doom Patrol is darker. Interesting, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question, Gemma, because like, I feel like it is darker, but it's also zanier, which makes it not as dark. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah, it's it's all, it's kind of the tones are similar, but just like a degree off from each other. Yeah, the, the origin stories of the characters on Doom Patrol to me yeah. are so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that gives it a little more darkness. And maybe I'm saying, maybe it's sadness or melancholy mm. is the thing, but mixed with this zaniness, yeah. which is a really interesting combination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't often see like, that combination of zany, it's usually zany is high energy comedy, not uh, really complex, kind of sad characters with uh, tragic stories. That's not a mixture you see a lot, right? Yeah, I, I hear that. And that's, I think, one of the things that makes the DC universe a little bit different mm-hmm. than Marvel True. from what I have come to no, understand. No, I think that's right. I think that's a good uh, general note is like it is darker. Yeah. yeah, it is darker. And they're the kind of these like flawed characters, right? right? That we're still rooting for regardless. And mm-hmm. I I think the protagonists in Doom Patrol are they all win your heart, like any good project will do, any good story will will allow your heart to be won over by them. But it really feels like they're these they kind of have these fatal flaws and they also have opportunities now kind of for redemption. And that's and that's a beautiful thing. And again, even though it is very out there, I find the stories to be very universal. And I think what really works for Doom Patrol is that it's grounded Mm -hmm. in how far out there it goes. It's kind of like the simplicity of character, right? right? It's really character-driven. And, you know, Diane, Diane Guerrero, who is on the show, you know, I have worked with her acting coach as well for that show. And Diane Guerrero was, uh, I know her 
a lot from Orange is the New Black. So great on that show and so great on this show. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her character in particular because there are so many facets to right. her personality that from an acting perspective, you get to explore. Yeah. And I can imagine it's quite challenging right. it's to a very... manage those many characters. They're truly, really fleshed out. But she does a beautiful job with it. And yeah, that's kind of one of those dream roles where mm-hmm. you really get to go in and go for it. It breaks some other conventions too, I think, because you got Matt Bomer. Mm-hmm. I think everyone will say has one of the most beautiful faces for a guy and then they don't show his face on the show, right? <laughs> you see his face when he plays Larry Trainer. Sometimes, yeah, but look, most correct. of the time on the show, obviously Matt Bomer's a great actor. He's done a lot of great stuff, but he's a really good looking guy and you're like, oh wow. And they're, and they're just going to not show his face most of the time on the show. Unless he's playing Larry Trainer, like you said. But and, I think that's and interesting. He's not necessarily physically the one in the suit. Right, of course. Time, right? Of course. But we hear his voice. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's, I, I just, I'm just saying, like, as a, uh, if I'm the person creating the show, we're like, so we're going to have Matt Bomer and we're not going to show his face? Right. You know, I'm like the creator, I'm like, uh, or like the producer's like, no, we're not doing that. We got to show his face. Like well, most shows I would say that. And then they did. Part of the intention with that, I could be wrong, but yeah. I think he was actually working on two projects at the same time, right? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And so it was an opportunity for them to acquire oh, him. Cool. Okay. And get well, that's him. That's smart. That's really smart. <laughs> we Somebody talked yeah. about that. You know, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing to, that they did then because somebody talked about a show like from the 90s where they got Burt Reynolds on the show, but mm-hmm. only because the guy producing the show would go out to Burt Reynolds' house and just record his voice, and that was it, you know? Right. But right. they got Burt Reynolds that way. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. 100%. I enjoy anything that, that Brendan Fraser does. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> and you hear his voice, you're like, that's Brendan Fraser. Oh, that's so... Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a sad character, man. I, f- I just feel bad when I... It's just... And it, yeah, the underneath all the anger is yeah, the sadness, Yeah, who just right? like really empathize for this guy. Deep compassion. Yeah, yeah truly. Um, but you, but getting back to your character, this is this is the Gemma Ziegler. <laughs> so, no, but you you've got all this prosthetics and thing. I think it's prosthetics. Is yeah. it prosthetics? Yes. How long does that take to put on? Because you're fully like pink. Mm-hmm. From head to toe, mm-hmm. what was the process like? What did you have on? How long did that take? At first, I'll say they kind of handled me with kid gloves initially because they were concerned that I wouldn't be up for it from my recollection because I was very up for it. Thank God for yoga. Thank yeah. God for breathing. I will say that. I, I know a lot of people haven't been able to actually you know, follow through with certain opportunities, whether it's on that right. show or others, because they couldn't handle the cast. So we did um, what's called a body cast. It was a, it was a cast of my face. So if you're like really claustrophobic, you may just not be able to do it at all. Correct. Yeah. And, okay. I, and I've heard those stories. And so I bet that happens. Yeah. I was very grateful for the opportunity yeah. to be hired. I was very committed. It was one of those shows that I really had set my intention that I was going to work on that show. I was really focused and fierce about it. And so when the opportunity came through and then I found out I Looked at, there was going to be nothing that was going to derail me. Yeah. So when they do the cast on your face, you just really kind of have to get into a very, cent- for me, I had to get into a really centered space within myself. Everyone around me was lovely, very supportive, created a great environment. We did it. And then that was done. That was yeah. complete. Then from there, they developed whatever pieces that they needed to develop so so that they could allow me to be created into the character that I was. So it was quite a big headpiece and cheek pieces. And then they were going to distort my nose and decided not to. But we kind of have a triple chin going on. And, And then what I'll really say 
is the costumers were just brilliant and so amazing. I was truly awe-inspired by what they created. There were multiple options, and it was such a joy to work with them. Underneath, I wore a big, big, big yellow, very kind of over-the-top Baroque gown with these crazy shoes. And because I was a pink person, (laughs) I was literally a pink person, Pepto-Bismol. If anything were to show through the yellow, and of course for my neck and my hands, they needed to have my whole body pink. And so they custom made a latex bodysuit to my proportions. And it was a whole thing. There were these two assistants from the costume department that were there supporting me through the process. They yeah. were amazing. They dressed me. They were. I felt like they were my ladies in waiting. If I had to go to the bathroom, which I did. Yeah, of course. And it gets hot inside that suit, by the I way. Bet. You yeah. know. But they were just so there for me, and it really was so reaffirming and such a reminder that this is a team sport. Yeah. You know, this industry that we're in and it really takes a village and it was so exciting to have the support, the eyes. You know, I had never worn contacts before and I had those crazy laser blue yes. eyes in. The gentleman that came to help me with my contacts and they they would put the contacts in and it was everybody from head to toe on that show was just amazing and it made me feel great and it allowed me to do Great work, if well, I, yeah. you know, if I can. You did do great work. Be so bold I, I gotta say, it was a great episode. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. You were uh, great playing <laughs> that character. I don't want to say too much because if you haven't seen it yet, but you guys should watch it. And Doom Patrol in general, I think, is great. Yeah. I didn't know they shot that in Atlanta. Also, just like I guess all the comic book stuff is in Atlanta. That's there's a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta, yeah. and I love Atlanta. I spend quite a bit of time there. I tend to work quite a bit there as well. And so uh, the Southeast as a region in particular, and it's just a really, I don't know if I'd say like a great alternative. It's just, it's really a great place to spend time. I do like uh, spending time there. Uh, I've done a couple things there. I work with Tyler Perry on very, very briefly on a thing and his whole studio that he has there. That's really cool. But the food there, I always gain... Like seven pounds. Even if I'm only there for like three days, I gain like seven pounds because I'm down with those biscuits and gravy. So that's just like, uh, you know, my inner Midwestern younger me. Just Coming like, out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one thing I find interesting about you, I know you uh, you lived in Miami. Yeah, in I grew up area. in Miami. You're bilingual. You I speak am. fluent Spanish. Claro and que sí. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I took so much Spanish that I am not fluent at all. I took so many mm. classes. Is there a... Okay, let me ask you this. Is there a difference... And do you go off for a lot of parts where you mm. speak Spanish? And if you do, is there any difference in acting in Spanish than in English? Maybe that's a dumb question, but... Not at all. Yeah. There are no dumb questions, <laughs> <Greg> Pope. <laughs> okay, not um, dumb. Stupid. <laughs> Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, so I'll say this. I'm, As you said, I'm super passionate yeah. about Spanish. I'm super passionate about the language. You know, I spent some time in Spain growing up. And the culture in Miami is much more, in my experience, it's it's a diverse space, but there's a lot of Latin Americans in mm-hmm. Miami. And so for me, it was just such a wonderful place to grow up in. There's a certain energy and a yeah. passion and a spice and sabor. Yeah. It's just a feeling. So growing 
up around that really did inform, again, it's that element of passion that kind of always came through. And I think as an artist, even singing in Spanish, it's even talking in Spanish. There's just a a bit of a different way. There's just the language itself kind of helps you in my opinion, express yourself emotionally like a little bit better than than English. So there's that. And then in terms of opportunities to actually work in Spanish, I would love more opportunities. The industry is a little bit, is going through some changes right now. And so, whereas in the past, I would find myself being called in for, you know, Hispanic, Latinx roles. Yeah. Now... Sometimes I'm not able to go out for those same right. roles since I am pure American, second yeah, generation yeah, yeah, Miami. Yeah. So it, sometimes people just want to hire authentic Latinas, yeah. Latinos, yeah. Latinx folk. So there is that. But it's something that is so near and dear to my heart. And I love speaking Spanglish as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sofia Vergara is awesome. Such a wonderful For me, at least, she's just like such a spitfire and an awesome woman. And I think of her often when I think about the industry and someone that really expands me as a woman. And that's interesting because if you, you know, if you ask me the same thing, I'll say like John Leguizamo is like that guy for me because he's just like effortlessly go walks the line between English, Spanish and the whole culture and the differences and the, you know, and uh, I was really, really like a little, little girl. I saw his I remember seeing his show. I think my I have two older brothers and a younger brother, but my two older brothers, one of them, I think, was watching his one man show. Yeah. At one point, which he has a bunch of them now, you know, correct. But at the time. It was his one-man show, and it was—I remember being so enamored with him. And as an actor, he really impacted me early on. Yeah. Just seeing somebody be able to really channel their creativity and share themselves Yeah, I tell you, that's that's the thing is, like, you know, there are different—I don't know if there are different types of actors, but, like, I feel like he is so much more comfortable sharing— all of himself mm. and all of the the scars and the, maybe even the stuff in his family that I'm like very reticent to do sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. it's all our own journeys. And what but yes. but I I love that he does that. He yeah. has a way of wearing his heart on his sleeve and being kind of have having his wound be very open for all to see. But he does it in a comedic way. Right. And so that's the gift of him. And that's that kind of that's his brand. Right. <laughs> of of human that he's sharing with yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. But like you said, everyone has different ways of expressing themselves creatively and otherwise. And sometimes I think we, you know, can look to others and feel like that's how I should express myself when really kind of where we're at now, whatever our true authentic expression is yeah. now is really where the gold is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's just, again, it's about creating from where we are. We can always go down to the deeper layers, but sometimes because of our life experiences, that's not right for us. I think we protect ourselves until Uh we no longer need to anymore. It's, you know, it's just, so we all have our own paths and I love collaborating with all different artists and kind of not segregating ourselves or not discriminating. It's just, you know, I keep saying this, but the journey of being an artist, the journey of being an actor, I have so much so much respect for my fellow creatives because we 
there's a lot of fearlessness and we can jump off a cliff and then there's like 10 more to jump off of. So sometimes it's baby steps. So before we go any further, we did have a tremendous breakfast at Zinc (laughs) Market and Cafe. I mean, it's all these things. They sell cookbooks there. Mm -hmm. They sell, I think, cooking supplies there. They definitely sell food there. Mm -hmm. And it's it's such a it's this is the one I think there's several locations, but this one is in the beautiful Los Angeles Arts District. Mm hmm. And they have a little bar area. They have an outdoor area. I mean, it's a beautiful venue. Even the cafeteria space yeah. that they have. Yep. I'm calling it cafeteria. It's not really that, but... It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah. <laughs> salad bar, but it's not just oh, salad. Oh, yeah, that's true. They yeah. did have that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, let's see. I had the... Well, you had the tricolor salad, right? Sure did. And I know that was... It's, it's like all the healthy things. Kale, radicchio, shaved cabbage, avocado. Avocado. Oh, Parmesan, uh, lemon. Yeah, Parmesan. And then a vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked really delicious. How was it? It's always so awesome. And I feel like L.A. knows how to do this pretty well. When you have a salad that doesn't leave you wanting, mm-hmm. doesn't leave you wanting more. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about the other thing that we shared momentarily, yeah. mm-hmm. but, <laughs> which which was a real treat. Oh, but the was. salad was awesome. Awesome. And I will continue to go there and get that because mm-hmm. among other things, but it was it was awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I had the uh, scrambled eggs and leeks, caramelized leeks. Yes. I love leeks. I think I talked about uh, scallions recently, too. Like leeks, scallions. Leeks are dope. They're really them. good. And they're I like, I like onions, too. But like these other things are like a, a little. It's a little less abrasive. Yeah, it's a little, you know? it's a little thinner, too. So it's not as thick. Yeah. Soft scrambled eggs. And I had a little fruit and some toast with some kind of jam. I believe it was like maybe blackberry. I'm guessing that it was like blackberry jam or something like that. It was something really like tasty. We were sitting under a beautiful tree outside. Yeah, it was um, beautiful. And we also, you know, we shared the zinc zinc fries. Yes, we so we got the we got the fries. I think they're the zinc fries, but zinc we fries. got them with the za'atar. Oh, that's right. So on them. Yeah. double fried. Which I think that's, um, it ends up being like the consistency of like shoestring potatoes, like real kind of crunchy, tossed with the spicy za'atar. So phenomenal. They need more stuff with (laughs) za'atar. My partner has been cooking everything with za'atar. The other day I was making, (laughs) I was making like a Italian dish. I was very excited about it. (laughs) He turned around and just started putting za'atar in it. And I looked at him like... Dude, are you messing with my food right now? <laughs> but know, he's, he's he's on a kick. <laughs> what did you know the origin of za'atar? Like what what's the region where they usually cook it in? It seems maybe Middle Eastern? I don't know. I it I believe I don't want to misspeak. I do yeah. believe it's Middle Eastern. I will say this. I worked at, you know, we've had many incarnations in our lives, right? Yeah. I've had every wholesome job in the book and at one point I worked at a Lebanese restaurant. Okay. Eons ago. And they used a lot of za'atar there. And that was the first time that I had experienced the spice. So Yeah, we have uh, some Lebanese friends. And I don't know what the dish is called, but it's basically like beef tartare, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I believe they put like olive oil on it and Mm za'atar. Yeah, it's a great spice. Any word that has a Z in it, and then it's got an A and an apostrophe, and then another A, Mm -hmm. I mean... What, what else do you want? Like anything the... that starts with Z, Gemma Ziegler. Gemma oh, that's Ziegler. right. That's right. <laughs> I was asking you because your your name is spelled uh, J-H. Yes. And I was asking you, like, I've never seen Gemma yeah. with an H in it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And then you told me 
What was the origin of you having an H in yeah. your Gemini? Well, my mother is really creative, and her name is Teresa with an H. An H. <laughs> so Gemma I love that. with an H seemed to make sense. I love it. I suppose. I love yeah. that name. And she must have known you were going to be an actor, because then you're like, you definitely don't have to fight anyone over your name, mm-hmm. having the, someone have the same name as you, right? My it's mother unique. is one of the most special people you'll ever meet. She is so tapped in, tuned in, turned on all the things. So she's, you know, they. she wasn't going to be able to have children. And then yeah. she had me. And then they said I was her miracle baby. She'll never have another one. And she had my younger brothers. So I wow. really kind of hit the lottery with my mother. She was, you know, I don't think there's a better one out there. I'm wow. very, very, That's great. very blessed. Yeah. Truly. She's my girl. Is she better or the zinc fries better at mm. them? <laughs> well, when she was in town a couple months ago yeah. and we had the zinc uh-huh. fries together. That's just like that you were living your best life, right? <laughs> I was in <laughs> bliss. I was on another planet. I was a, then my third eye opened. You know, okay. I was like. <laughs> so I think I know the answer to this, but like, so you have the choice with the zinc fries there. You can get it tossed with thyme or mm-hmm. truffle salt or spicy zatar. Yeah, or nothing. It, or nothing. So was was it spicy zatar with your mom? Yes, of okay, course. Okay, gotcha. That's your choice is the spicy zatar. But it, because you From can, those three. Yeah. Listen, I adore truffle. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But it's such a thing that you can get truffle anywhere. You can get it anywhere days. now, right. So the zatar is really kind of zinc yeah. thing plus... The shoestring aspect of the French fries, which you were talking about, Mm -hmm. is it's just, I don't know. They're just, it's like a delicacy and you kind of want to shove them all in your mouth at once, but they're so delicate that you just want to also just enjoy them like a lady, but not. I feel like uh, I would love to, in my career, you know, if I I, uh, advance far enough Mm -hmm. and then I have a personal stylist, I want them to be named Zatar. I think that's. Uh, this is my stylist, Zatar. Uh, you guys can run everything by Zatar. I just want a stylist. Let me yeah. just really be clear and put that out into the right. universe. I just really want a stylist. I don't need, I don't care what my stylist name is. <laughs> Maybe they'll want to be called Zatar. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. gosh, what a... When you get to the point where that is necessary or available or whatever. Right. Gosh, I really look forward to that moment. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Well, anyway, Zinc Marketplace, Cafe, delicious, a lot of different greats. Oh, I didn't even mention I had, and I ate this all myself. It was a cookie. I'm not quite sure what was in it, but I think it was definitely a pecan with lemon lemon frosting cookie. And I feel like it maybe it had oatmeal in it. They didn't really describe it, but but it was really tasty. And uh, you seem to really enjoy it. Look. <laughs> I enjoyed everything there. Heck yeah. Uh, and those zinc fries. Yeah, we were definitely just like chowing down the zinc fries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a great place and what a great atmosphere. And thank you for taking me there. For uh, yeah, breakfast. the ambiance is awesome. And it was so nice to connect with you ahead of this. And just, yeah, we've, you know, been a minute since we had seen each other. So, so it's really, it was really, really lovely. Really nice. Yeah. And then we were listening to the music that was playing at the, at the right. restaurant. And I was saying, Yes. You know, that it reminds was, of, yeah. of your your style that you're kind of currently putting creating out. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about that because you're you're a very uh you're you're a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Creating your own tracks. Tell me about this. Tell me about this journey and and what and what what you're doing and what you want to do and mm-hmm. how it's been. It's been so exciting and really feels like kind of a lifetime in the, the making. I, you know, during the pandemic, I had always been singing, I'd always been writing. I 
you know, had been in some bands in the past, but during the pandemic when we had all this downtime and didn't know if we were ever going to emerge from the apocalypse, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but it was during that, you know, 2020 phase, I took it upon myself to start learning Logic Mm-hmm. And to go from GarageBand to, to Logic. Which is and, like a music editing program, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Exa- okay. I'm, I'm editing and also yeah. it's kind of where you can create your Where you music. create the music also, yeah. Exactly. Uh, like a sister, brother, just Pro Tools. And so I started learning how to use Logic and started learning about recording myself and what that process is like and getting some of my stuff down and just doing it because better out than in, why not? Yeah. And because the music that I write comes from, you know, like a a deep place, it can be intense and beautiful and healing and emotional and and all the things. So, but I had the time to finally sit down and actually confront the stuff Mm -hmm. and just release, get it out of my system. And so I started working, my my partner on the flip side, he was in bands for years. And so I solicited his support. That's great. (laughs) And he really helped me produce some beautiful tracks once I had them ready enough to, or once I needed, I really needed to help them get to the next level. He he helped me a lot with the production. And then I started mixing my music with a friend who I am now working with as well as my producer. If you know the band Letters to From Cleo. Cleo. Yeah. Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo. Uh, yes, so, I do know that band. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Michael Eisenstein. And I started going to the studio with him and just polishing up some of my songs initially. And we're working on a few tracks right now, which is awesome. And like I said, it just feels like it's been a lifetime in the making. Yeah. And it's really freeing to be able to do this. And whereas with my acting, that's been something I've been pursuing professionally for so long. It's really nice to have my creative, like there's a newness and a freshness to this. And so in embarking on this journey, I'm looking forward to learning more about the music business, learning just about it, you know, about it all, creating those audiovisual components in the form of music videos. Sure. Extremely excited about that, and it's well, the congrats. I, look, I think that's great. Anyone who can create, similar to writing a script, but you create a song from nothing, you know. Yeah. So generally, do you start with do you hear the music, or do you start with lyrics, or is it a feeling you have? You yeah. know, what's the what's usually is there one thing, or is it different things for different songs? It always varies. It's always nice when you just get the miraculous download when you're driving <laughs> or in the shower, <laughs> and then the lyrics and the melody are there, and it's just served on a plate to you. And then sometimes it's kind of like psychic surgery and you're sitting down and you're working through an idea that you have that you know might become something or you're encouraging yourself to sit down and just, you're being me, plunk on the keyboard or strum on the guitar what chords you do know. Right. And and kind of find the way. So it's, you know, I, I write a lot. I'm definitely an avid writer. And so sometimes I'll even draw on ideas. Everything's kind of related and interconnected. You know, yeah, the themes that I'm working right. on my music tend to then pop up right. within the opportunities that come to me in the form of acting work. And then the stuff I'm like with my book that I'm working on or my scripts that I'm working on, it all kind of melds into one another. And again, just to use the word that I was using before, like keeps the flow going. Right. So I think they all support each other. And I have found in the past that when I'm not singing, because I truly believe that music is one of, especially singing is one of the purest ways to connect to spirit. It's like this thing that comes out of nowhere and you yeah. don't see it, but yeah. you certainly feel it. There's right. a transmission there. 
And it's clearly touching people in the same way that beautiful storytelling does. Right. You know, it's like this remote healing. And so for myself, with the music, it just allowing it to kind of come in and then letting that spirit flow through. It's There's something really mm, can be spontaneous about it at times. And sometimes it can just be ethereal and etheric and just reminds you that there's so much that we can't see with our physical eyes that's going on and helps you connect to kind of the multidimensionality of it all. And then that takes us back to Doom Patrol. Wow. Right? <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like Which that. is such an out there show. <laughs> right. What was that? Matthew McConaughey from uh, cool. True, True Detective. He was like, He's cool. He, he said, life is a flat circle. You know, that was, that was the character he would say, like, life is a flat circle. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he, by the way, just, just a plug-in yeah. for him, I have I haven't read his book, but I have so many friends who have read his book. Yeah. And they have all just said it is one to not be really? missed. Okay. Yeah. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Like a all world, right. ca- uh, <laughs> like a multiverse cowboy. Yeah. He's awesome. Well, congrats on all your music. I can't wait to hear it. And, uh, yes. you know, it's, it's a great journey to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations yes. from Gemma Ziegler. What is a hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? I don't know if the show is a hidden gem, but I have a sneaking suspicion it is. Okay. It's a new show. Mm-hmm. It is a must-see. It's called Station Eleven. Oh, I always see the still of it. Yes. Is it on HBO or I something? I believe it's HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, it looks really cool. HBO. I have HBO no idea. Just from the still, I'm like, I want to watch this. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Talk okay. about finding the levity, yes, but really deep and just so universal. And you must watch this show if you are human or if you are extraterrestrial. Yeah. Watch or it. If you're scant. Or if you're yeah. scant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a furry, whatever. Yeah. Right. Must watch. <laughs> what is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? Ooh. Nathan for you. Oh, Nathan for you. <laughs> Have you heard of it? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he just, it's wild. Oh, my yeah. goodness. He, that guy has got, I'm like, can I say this these days? The guy has got a set of cojones on him. Yeah. Let me tell you. And he's so kind of deadpan. Yeah. And just, he, to be inside of that mind, mm-hmm. I would love to just go inside of his mind for a minute. He right. is, he, he's, he's, he's quite the character and quite the talent. Yeah, it's a, I don't know how to describe it exactly. It's, it is kind of a reality show, but it's kind of like a pranky type funny. I don't know how to describe it. It's just funny. And he is, I mean, but it's very clear he's playing a role. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We know it's not real, but it's, it's, yeah, he does have cojones. Yeah. But he takes himself very seriously (laughs) on the show, which is what makes it so, he's so committed. Right. So it's, it's perfect. Well, what is the show or movie that inspires you? Mm. So, these days, mm-hmm. anything with Olivia Coleman. Yeah. I've been a fan of hers since Peep Show. Of course. <laughs> Peep Show's a great show, it's by the way. Great. Yeah. A lot of my friends love Peep Show. Talk that's another hidden gem, by the way. Yeah. Truly. Sure. So and actually I I could be misspeaking right now, but I believe that the writer of Peep Show is also okay. the writer of Succession. There's a connection that, there. That may be correct. Not, I don't know for sure, but yeah. it sounds right. There's a, there's a connection yeah. there, I, if I recall correctly. So, Olivia Coleman. So, it, this wasn't necessarily my favorite film by any stretch of the imagination, but her work in The Lost Daughter, okay. which I just saw, really impacted me. I'm always looking at films from a acting perspective, yeah. right? And she just makes such... Always, but 
within this particular film, such detailed, nuanced choices. She's so specific and she always goes there. And right. you kind of just, yeah, you're, you're in the journey with her. And so I that that's a film that where the acting really impacted me. Yeah. If anyone wants to kind of do a bit of a character study, check that out. Nice. Yeah, Olivia Coleman's done so many great things. She's, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. I'm so, like, I'm so happy for her yeah. that she's having this yeah. moment. And just the nobility of spirit there with her is just, it's, yeah, she's a baddie. And I love interviews with her. She's just, and she's just delightful. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe her. Yeah. Real? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Well, guys, if you would like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pictures of Gemma Ziegler and I enjoying <laughs> our breakfast from Zinc, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. Hair clippings from Gemma Ziegler. Uh, $3.99. <laughs> guys. You are nutty, mister. <laughs> and the official breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. It's all in there. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something for the breakfast store. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Breakfast. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is now in all over the United States and in 50 other countries. 50, guys. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Big ups to my studio engineer, Marco Leon, for making me sound... So good. And we want to wish a fond farewell to our editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown. Thank you for the years of outstanding breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreci. And it's not goodbye. It's see you soon, little sis. Gemma Ziegler, what yeah. is next for you? And where can we find you on social media? Yes. So in addition to the music, I am working on a film coming up called Delay of Game. Oh, with, I'm working on that too. I was going to say, kind of with yeah. my soul tribe. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Galise. Oh, that's Brian. right. So we didn't mention this, but you are, you know, you're in Sauce Boys. Yeah. Uh, Sauce Boys has been talked about a lot on the show and it's yeah. a fun project and uh, you were a part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get to work with the crew again, yeah. <laughs> the cast and crew. Everybody kind of does everything, which is what's so great. Right. It's about, a real yeah. uh, do it all yourself type thing, which I love. You learn yeah. a lot from it, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited about that. And then the year just started ramping up. Yep. I'm right now. I'm actually producing a documentary loosely based on animation and truly based on pencil tests. So that is very exciting. I'm learning a lot about producing and yeah, to be continued. Tons of stuff that I can't quite talk about yet. Yeah, well, it's coming out soon then we'll talk about it then. I'm excited. (laughs) And on social media, also you have fabulous content on Instagram at Gemma Ziegler, J-H-E-M-M-A Ziegler. And they can also see what you've been up to on imdb.com. So check it out. Gemma Ziegler, thank you so much for coming in. This is delightful. I always enjoy hanging out with you. And I can't wait to see you again. 100%. I can't wait to turn it around on you next time for questions on you. All right. (laughs) And with that, we put another big cojones episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. Que tengan buen día. (laughs) 